curiosity is that middle space that gives you license to explore and expand, I guess. That's my definition. You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. My father likes to say, if you change your point of view, you will see something new. I've always loved that line because it reminds me to switch things up periodically, like today, for instance. Kevin Sampson is a film critic, and I could interview him about that. After all, any thoughtful approach to art must have deep roots in curiosity. And in fact, I did interview him about his work, but not here, not today. Today, Kevin is interviewing me. We decided what better way to see something new than to switch roles and walk some distance in one another's shoes. So I hope you'll listen in Friday, December 16th at 3 o'clock, when I interview Kevin on his show, Picture Lock. And in January, I really hope you'll join us for Arlington's own independent film festival, the Rosebud Festival, which Kevin manages. It's a great way to savor the work of terrific and diverse group of local filmmakers. And in the meantime... Hi, everyone. You are listening to WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. This is Choose to be Curious. I am Kevin Sampson, producer and host of Picture Lock, and I have hijacked today's show (laughs) so that we can actually get to know its host, Lynn Borton, a bit better. So what am I doing in the driver's seat of this show? Well, as a staff producer and instructor at Arlington Independent Media, I've had the opportunity to see Lynn grow technically and thrive with this show. But just as a fan of the show, we talk frequently in the halls, and I felt that her audience should get to know her a bit. What made her interested in curiosity? Who is Lynn Borton? Uh-oh. <laughs> well, Lynn Borton is a facilitator of conversations and transformation with more than two decades of experience in strategic governance and change management in the nonprofit sector. Producer and host of this radio show, Choose to be Curious, Lynn is a champion of building our curiosity muscle in work and in life. And hopefully, we'll find out more after this. (laughs) Lynn, welcome to Choose to be Curious. Oh, it is great to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lynn. So one of the questions that I always ask on my show, which I'm going to ask on yours, but flip it a bit. Okay. When did you first fall in love with curiosity? I should have anticipated this. Um, I guess I don't remember because it, I don't know that there was ever a point in my life that I didn't love curiosity. You know, I think I was raised in an environment that really encouraged curiosity. Not everybody is, but I definitely was. And, um, and at various points, for various different reasons, different parts of curiosity have really spoken to me. And eventually that led me to radio. Go figure. <laughs> That's... This is really interesting. So we'll we'll get into this and we'll get into a little bit more of your personal history uh, in a bit. But when I first heard the concept of the show, I thought it was a really cool idea. But I was kind of worried that it was so broad, like curiosity. You know, it's like, where can you go with that? But you've certainly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You've proven me wrong. The hater wrong. (laughs) So you've certainly found a way to keep it fresh and harness the power of Uh curiosity. uh So how did you come up with the idea for this show? Well, I spent more than 20 years in nonprofit management, and it 
came clear to me pretty early on that if I wasn't curious about what was going on in those situations, I was never going to be able to address them effectively. So I came at curiosity in a kind of a professional context that way. And then I just sort of got interested in the theory and the research around it. And I thought, this is actually a really interesting conversation to sort of talk to people about curiosity. And what's been interesting about it is they have kind of your reaction. It's like curiosity. Like, (laughs) huh? But then when people start drilling into it, they have amazing things to say they didn't even realize were there. Mm. And that was sort of what I was hoping was going to be true. I mean, I made this proposal and I didn't know, you (laughs) know. I mean, I I had a working title. I had a concept. I had a couple of shows outlined. But I didn't know. But I thought that's okay. That's the whole point of curiosity is you sort of go towards the not knowing. Mm -hmm. And you figure it out as you go along. So that's what I've been doing. Okay. I guess as we talk, I think one thing that we should do is kind of establish a baseline. Yeah. So could you define curiosity for us? Oh, good question. Curiosity is, um, well, there, there are a bunch of theories about it, actually. But I guess what I subscribe to is it's that space between knowing and not knowing, being confident or not being at all confident, Um, between expectation and no expectation. It's that middle space where you have a little bit of information and you kind of want to satisfy, you want to fill in the picture. Um, So you can't really be curious about something you know nothing about. But you can be curious about things where you know a little or you you feel like you're not really that confident about what's going on on something and you want to learn more. At the extremes, you're not curious. In the middle, you are. So curiosity is that middle space that gives you license to explore and expand, I guess. That's my definition. You know, it kind of, as you're talking about that, it kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, being a jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah, I mean, there's that risk, right? Uh-huh. You know, because you can be sort of endlessly curious in a just like a, well, a little of this, a little of that kind of a way, and and I think that's a genuine risk. Um, and I think that uh, my response to that would be that if you stay curious in the context of ideas or um, motivation, you know, to really sort of understand the why of things, not just the what but really the why, then it's a very powerful tool. I'm learning about uh, the power of curiosity. You're listening to Choose to be Curious. I'm Kevin Sampson, temporarily in the driver's seat for this show's producer and host, Lynn Borton, who I'm speaking with now because I'm curious to know more about the driving force behind this show. Um, And so you said that curiosity can be a powerful tool. Mm -hmm. What is it that attracts you to curiosity? Well, you can't understand what motivates people unless you're curious about what motivates people. You can make all sorts of assumptions, right? I could mm-hmm. make all sorts of assumptions about what motivates you to do picture lock and right. you know be interested in film and you know be here to train people like me and but I don't actually know what motivates you unless I ask. So I think of it as a tool because it's a way of understanding, which then, you know, enriches your life, but it's also a way of solving problems. I mean, you can't 
you can't solve a dispute unless you understand what people's motives and values are. Mm-hmm. You know, I just did a show with Jesse Robinson here from the station on on improvisation. Um, and, you know, you can't improvise unless you're sort of thinking, kind of constantly thinking and being curious about sort of where does this idea possibly go? What can I do with it? Where might this take me? What might other people do with it as well? You could describe that as a lot of other things you know, interest, creativity, whatever. I choose curiosity because it has this continuously learning edge. Hmm. You know, you kind of talked about this a little bit, and I I definitely referenced it in the beginning, but you spent over 20 years at NAMI, Mm -hmm. right, the Mm -hmm. National Alliance on Mental Illness. And so I was wondering, what is the connection from your time spent there to now doing this show. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. d- being a producer here, you know, it's not like you're getting paid to do this. This is something no, that you're passionate about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there was something that during those couple of decades that you were there that really just said, man, this is something that more people need to get exposed to, mm-hmm. think about, mm-hmm. um, as you say, flex the muscle. Right, right. How did your time there, you know, kind of prepare you this moment? Well, you know, I, I take it back even a step further because what got me into the mental health field was when I first got out of college, I worked at the Massachusetts Mental Health Center, which was a community psychiatric center. I worked on an inpatient unit, and um, in order to be able to work effectively with people who, and this is in the mid-80s, these were people who were really ill, and In order to work well with them, you needed to build a relationship. You needed to build trust. And the only way to do that was by being curious about their experience of reality and not being judgmental about it. Um, So Walt Whitman has a wonderful line about be curious, not judgmental. And I think I got some insight into that as a 22-year-old, 23-year-old working in this psych hospital. Mm -hmm. And I carried that then into this nonprofit you know, kind of association management job. I was doing governance, dispute resolution, those things, man, you have to be curious. (laughs) You know, you're working with a thousand affiliates that are all volunteer run around the country. You think there are a lot of moving parts here at this radio station? Mm -hmm. I mean, let me tell you, it was just wild. And everybody's experience was different. And so if you weren't curious about that and respectful of what you learned when you dove into those differences... Nothing was going to change. Nothing was going to happen. So I think all those things kind of carried in. And then I dared myself to do a, a lead talk, which is like a TED talk, mm-hmm. uh, about two years ago. And I, But I didn't know what I wanted to do it on. And I was literally thinking, oh, I'm so curious. What might I do? And I thought, well, I'm kind of curious about curiosity. I'll do it on that. And that was really the impetus. I did this lead talk. And that day I heard Jackie Stevens from the radio station say, we're launching this radio station and, you know, you all should come to these public information meetings. We're looking for content. I was like, oh, that's kind of (laughs) cool. I didn't really think I would have a show that came out of it. But, you know, here I am. Right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, again, just following that curiosity leads you to... Great Led things. me to this thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, I'm a great case study. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the power of following curiosity. Elizabeth Gilbert, who's been making a lot of headlines with her book, Big Magic, um, has a, a line like that about, you know, sort of, you know, follow curiosity instead of fear. Or is there something you're just a little bit interested in? It's like, you don't have to have a passion. Like, I didn't know if I was going to like radio. I didn't mm-hmm. know if I was going to like this topic. But 
I was curious about it, so I, you know, followed it a little bit, and then I followed <laughs> it some more, and now I'm like way down the rabbit hole. <laughs> You're listening to Choose to Be Curious. I'm talking with the Pie Piper of Curiosity, <laughs> Lynn Borton, uh, who's the actual producer and host of this show. I'm Kevin Sampson, just temporarily stepping in because I wanted to talk to her and get to know a little bit more about the driving force behind this show. So, Lynn, uh, as I talked about earlier, you've described curiosity as a muscle. And why do you think that it's important that we flex it and work it out? Well, you know, I'll tip my hand a little bit in the current political climate. I think a lot of um, the challenges that we face today uh, are rooted in deep lack of curiosity mm-hmm. about other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, and if we were more curious, we might have more constructive conversations instead of kind of digging ourselves into our position, hardening our position, and and sort of pushing back against the other. Um, and instead of you know trying to think about well sort of how you know why not what are you doing but why are you doing that I mean mm-hmm. what's what's behind that what is your experience that makes you feel this in such a strong way. And what's my role or responsibility in responding to that? So, I think that's a, I think that's a social mandate. I mean, I think it's a compact that we have as a society to actually be curious about one another. Um, and I felt like I really wanted to do something about that and encourage people to be just a little more curious. <laughs> and and if I could get them to do it in in kind of neutral, easy ways, then it gets to be something, you know, you build some strength with it. And then you're willing to use it in ways that might have seemed more daunting before. So that's my that's my secret, you know, end game here. Right. All revealed now. <laughs> Kevin Sampson stripped me bare. You know, I, I had to do it because I'm like, this is so interesting. We got to get to know Lynn a little better. But, you know, you bringing that up, you know, and t- talking about the current political climate, I think um, in my personal life, right, so we can get real for a second, I remember, so growing up in South Carolina, um, I think everybody, you know, there was, and this is a different, I guess, time when, you know, being in the closet and stuff like that, like, you didn't want to come out, and, right. and being gay was, you know, it had all the different slurs that go with it. And so in my experience I had never actually met someone that like was like I'm gay right right that you knew yeah exactly you probably had but you didn't know exactly and and there's a whole bunch of people that like you're like uh but they just never had said it right so in college I did this thing I forget what it's called it was like this leadership for students at the University of South Carolina so we went on the retreat it was like eight of us right and uh we were just talking about different topics and I think um, homosexuality came up or whatever and the mentor that was there he just kind of confessed to us he was gay or whatever mm-hmm. but I had like this literal like transformation moment because I was like whoa this guy was like cool like he's nice I'd hang out with him whatever but finally there was like a face to it so so i think the point being is you're you're so right a lot of times it's because we don't have a face to whatever it might be i think that's right and i think you know i mean to hear you talk about it you know you had this opportunity to kind of challenge your assumptions to have your world view expanded and up until then you hadn't really had 
that opportunity. And you were, I guess, in a culture that didn't really encourage you Mm -hmm. to expand that. Imagine how different that would have been had you been had you been encouraged to be more curious about it, but also had other people felt safe in being real about what their experiences are. Right. You know, I just did the show on challenging racism and it's the same thing. It's like, you know, what if white people got the least bit curious about what it's like to live black in this country, you know, driving well black. I mean, it's just right, right. white people don't want to think about those things. They don't want to be curious about it because the answers are scary to them. Right. Well, you don't get good at that unless you practice that muscle some. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that what you just said, you definitely hit the nail on the head in terms of having a safe place to explore and and to be able to challenge the assumptions that you have right. and not feel judged because of it. If you say something bad or that might be PC, as long as it's coming from the, the heart of caring and wanting to understand. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, you know, I I did a show with um with Scott Nickham on leadership and he brought forward the the Latin roots of the word curiosity from cura to care. Mm. So you think of it as asking questions out of caring. If your curiosity is driven by caring as opposed to sort of vicarious, you know, kind of <laughs> right. uh, you know, the latest clickbait kind of headlines that's not at all about caring actually. It's sort of this almost purient interest, right? Right, right. But if we're if we are encouraged and we build strength at asking questions out of caring, I think we build a much more powerful, much more resilient society. Yeah, most definitely. All right, so uh, that was fun. <laughs> was, <laughs> I you're good at this, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so one of the things I really enjoy about the show is the variety of people that you have on each uh-huh. show. And each person has their own gift. It's a different topic. Um, but I was wondering, how do you choose your guests? And are they subjects that you're just interested in? Um, because, uh, for instance, you know, as I was doing my research, <laughs> <laughs> I, <love that. laughs> I heard you, you were talking about the one that uh, the show that you had with Brandon Charles and how it started with a click. Right. You know, and so I'm wondering, is a lot of it just like, oh, you're just going around town and something happens or something that's been on your mind for a long time? Um, yes. And, you know, <laughs> it's um, I mean, I started with a list. Right. You know, you should never undertake something like this without a long, long list of things you think you're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of those have not panned out. But but it's um you know, they say chance favors the prepared mind. I feel like the show works that way, too, that there are things that, you know, I had maybe a vague idea about something or um, and then something will come in my path. and be like, oh, that's cool. Let me try that. Or I'll have an idea, but I don't know who to talk to about yeah. it. And then something will happen and I'll, you know, I'll read something or I'll have a conversation with something. And that leads to someone one show actually came about because an audience member said, oh, I love your show. And, you know, I never noticed, but my yoga instructor is always talking about curiosity. You should talk to her. She's just, you know, get curious about what's going on in your body. I'm like, okay, give me your contact information. Well, she was on my show, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes it's just, uh, you know, you talk about the sexual orientation. I actually have been working a long time on putting together a show on gender identity because I think that's one of those things that most of us – never get curious about that. And so I wanted to find somebody who felt comfortable talking with me about, well, what's it like to get curious about your gender identity? And mm-hmm. 
And how do you field the questions that other people have? Like curiosity, it can be intrusive, you know. So, <laughs> right. so what's the experience there? And so I have that show will be coming up in uh, January, actually. So it's all kinds of things, you know. And sometimes it's like somebody says to me, "Oh, you should do a show about." Mm. So I go, you know, okay, let me figure out where I might find that. It's, it's a mix. It's it's fun. I mean, it's like a diagramless crossword puzzle, right? It's like <laughs> big as all outdoors. I can do whatever I want which is both scary and wonderful. (laughs) You're listening to Choose to Be Curious. I'm Kevin Sampson, temporarily driving this awesome show. This is so much fun. Uh, See, I like it. (laughs) For producer and host, Lynn Borton. So as we kind of wrap up here, Lynn, um, one of the questions that I had is, you know, where do you see yourself taking this show? What do you want to do with it? And Or is it just, you know, a fun thing to do and... Um, yes, it's a fun thing to do. It's a very fun thing. To do. It's like way more fun than it should be. And I actually, for WERA too, I would love to turn this into um, a syndicated show. I'd like to see um, WERA be the source of really high quality syndicated programs, lots of them. You know, maybe there's a book here. I don't know. I'm figuring that out as I go along. Mm. I'm making it up as I go along, Kevin. You should know that by now. <laughs> I'm gathering that, but you you hide it so well. All right. So I know at the end of uh, each of your shows, you typically go into a jar. Now I know it's a jar. It's a genuine. Yeah, you can see it's a big jar. Right. right. So so for the audience that's listening, you can't see it. But this thing, I mean, this thing is huge. Like you might, your great grandmother might have made lemonade in this thing. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to pull, we're going to pull out. Okay. All right, I got my slip. And you say people make this up on the spot? On the spot. Honest to gosh. See, I say that, and people don't believe it, but it's true. Okay, Uh, you get to go first, because I'm going to bomb this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, curiosity is like a kiss. Um, Curiosity is like a kiss because um, it's... It can be an intimate expression. Um, It's a way of exploring. Um, It's a way, I mean, going back to asking questions out of care, I guess it's a way to show you care. That's how curiosity is like a kiss. Awesome. All right. Curiosity is like a car repair. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you ignore it for too long, there could be consequences. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So. See? See, that wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. That wasn't. This is what I say to everybody. People are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have one for the audience? Can I pull one for the audience? Oh, yeah, for the audience. I pulled it. You read it. Okay. Um, All right, audience. So, you, wow, you have marmalade. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, tweet at. Choose to be curious. And let us know. Hashtag analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're going to have to take back over for that. <laughs> Here, let me let you take back over. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. All right. Tweet at choose to be curious. Hashtag analogy. analogy. How curiosity is like marmalade. That'd we be great. Look, we look forward to hearing what you have to say. You know, the reason I started laughing about marmalade is uh, the, oh man, what's the, 
Bear, Paddington, Bear, the yeah. movie. Yeah. So marmalade is like the big it's thing big that. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that makes me laugh every time I hear marmalade. I can hear the grandpa in my head. Anyways, Lynn, this has been so much fun. Thank you, thank Kevin. This has been great. You can you know you can hijack the show anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it, and I hope that your audience has gotten to know you better through our conversation. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you want me to wrap this up? Yeah. You're listening to WERALP 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. Stick around. Wendy Mann is up next with the Story Hour. Don't forget to listen in to Picture Lock Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock for the other half of our conversation and other great reviews and interviews on film, of course. And check out Picture Lock Show on Facebook and on the web at picturelockshow.com. Mark your calendar now for Arlington Independent Media's Rosebud Film Festival, which takes place January 27th through 29th, 2017, right here in Arlington. It's featuring D.C., Maryland, and Virginia filmmakers, and I definitely want to see you there. (laughs) And I hope you'll join Lynn next time for her conversation with Megan Price of George Mason's Insight Conflict Resolution Program at the School for Conflict Analysis and Resolution. Until then... Choose to be curious. All right.